Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back to our number three of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina along with George Kurtz. Short Angle producing our show, doing a great job as always. Took us out with a little John Cougar there, uh, George Kurtz. Did you notice that? I did. Like I said, Sean pays attention, man. He, uh, I hear Viva Las Vegas going earlier when I mentioned Vegas. So <laughs> he, he's, he's the man. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, yeah, so uh, we, I guess we'll continue talking some fantasy football, right? Like I said, it's a great time to be uh, a fantasy sports player because, uh, you know, like I said, it's fantasy baseball still going strong. I know that a lot of people like taking their attention a little bit away, but uh, you do that and uh, someone who is paying attention could just end up swooping in and taking that league uh, away from you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny how that works out. Paying attention is a very good idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So before we left uh, for commercial, I was going to ask you about Ty Montgomery. I had asked Jim Day, uh, I don't know if you saw my league where I had picked up uh, uh, Ty Montgomery. What do you think about him uh, in terms of uh, this season? What do you think his role is going to be? How much of a, a fantasy factor will he be? Well, once again, if uh, you believe the Packers, which we have to at this point until we see uh, mm-hmm. training camp in the preseason games, Ty Montgomery's going to stay at running, uh, running back. I'm mm-hmm. a little surprised here. You might have thought when uh, Jordy Nelson left that they would have moved him back to wide receiver and stuck with Williams and Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder this. I wonder if the reason he's staying at running back is only a for now thing because Aaron Jones is suspended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, So maybe once Jones comes back, they do move him out there. Probably not. It's more of a conspiracy theory than anything else. You know, mm-hmm. the problem is this, okay? There's three of these guys now. Jones got two games, so he'll be back in week three. How are they going to split up between Jones, Williams, Montgomery? Three-headed monster again. This is such, the, such a problem. Mm-hmm. We just discussed this with the Detroit. But at least in Detroit, you sort of know what their roles are going to be for each guy. I don't think we know that with Green Bay. Is it the hot mm-hmm. guy? Is uh, Montgomery going to be the, the guy in the backfield catching the ball? They all had good games at times when they played. So it's really hard to, uh, I guess, separate one from the other here. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the Green Bay offense. Rodgers is back. They all should have value. You know, I think if I had the pick of the three, I'd rather have Montgomery because of Rodgers' back PPR. I'll take the catches here. But I'd be lying if I said I have any idea. You know, is Jamal Williams the touchdown guy? That would be some value there. Does Aaron Jones mm-hmm. have to own, own or earn his role back after being suspended? Mm-hmm. It's tough. But I think if I had to choose... And I, I didn't take any in my uh, my league. I, have, I don't think I've drafted any in any league so far because I'm just having a tough time with this. 
Ty Montgomery would be my first choice. Yeah, and I got him uh, first pick of the 11th round. So I think that's decent value. And like you said, in a PPR league, uh, I think he's going to have some pretty good fantasy value. Um, and it wouldn't shock me if he goes back to being a wide receiver. But, uh, you know, he, he does have running back eligibility uh, in the particular league that we're playing in. So uh, I don't know if they would change that. Like if he, if he ends up playing some wide receiver, uh, I wonder if he loses eligibility as a running back. I doubt it. I mean, I, and I don't think they would give him dual eligibility. So no, uh, I think he'd be, he'd be stuck yeah. at running back all year long. I yeah. imagine next year, we which isn't terrible this. because you know, there's, you know, the not enough running backs to go uh, around. So I'm happy to get him where I did. Um, but uh, let's talk about wide receiver twos with fantasy upside uh, this season. And basically, I think all these guys are, are rookies that I have them on um, my list. Tell me, uh, I'm going to give you six names. See if any of these guys uh, interest you. And I know the first one that you, you like, uh, the Falcons' Calvin Ridley. I know you're you, you're a big fan of Ridley, no? Yes, I am. Uh, mm-hmm. Very much so. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Michael Gallup. Now, I know that you're very down on your Cowboys offense, as you should be. But, uh, you know, with not much out there. In terms of, you know, other than Alan Hearns, I mean, Gallup could have uh, some some fantasy value. He's number two. Uh, We'll move on. Anthony Miller, Chicago. DJ Moore, Carolina. James Washington, Pittsburgh. I know you got Juju Smith-Schuster there, but I like what I've seen out of uh, Washington's numbers in college. And Christian Kirk uh, from Arizona. Any of these guys? uh, mm Mm-hmm. So the six guys you mentioned here, uh, I was going one by one here. I love Ridley. Love Ridley mm-hmm. because of the offense he's playing in. I think Matt Ryan's going to have a rebound year. I think defense is going to – I think they're sort, of, they're sort of stuck here. You play the run, you've got to worry about Julio Jones. You play the pass, oh, now you got single coverage against Jones. What's great for Ridley is here is no one's worried about him. He's going to mm-hmm. face the second cornerback, the secondary cornerback every pass play. No safety over the top. Love what Ridley can do. I think he has a big season or a good solid season. I shouldn't say big for a rookie, mm-hmm. but a good solid season, assuming he has the chemistry with Matt Ryan, which I think he'll get. Uh, Gallup, mm-hmm. <coughs> I mean, every, everything he said is true as far as uh, Alan Hearns. And Dallas doesn't have much there. I just don't know what's going to be this year. Mm-hmm. Hard for me to see a rookie breaking out in this Cowboy offense. But, defense is going to play eight men on, on, in the box. Stop mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott. One-on-one opportunities all day long. And once again, Hearns should see the number one cornerback. So that's good news. Now, Miller, it's, I, I like what Chicago has done. You know, I think they now have a legitimate NFL offense, but I don't know if it's going to be this year. They're going to throw the ball around enough. You got Allen Robinson there. You got Trey Burt. <coughs> excuse me, Trey Burton there. Good running game. Not going to go with Miller. Uh, James Washington, you already said it. You got Le'Veon Bell. You got Brown. You got Smith Schuster. Not enough balls mm-hmm. to go around. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Christian Kirk. Okay. If I'm right, and Bradford's not the starter. And they go a rookie from day one. Another team. Not going to throw the ball all over the oh, place. Yeah. Right? They're going to run the ball. A lot with Johnson. Yeah. You got Larry, Fitz, Larry Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know if they're going to Rosen throwing the ball 30 times a game. I don't see that happening. So I'm not going to be mm-hmm. big on Kirk for that reason. 
Moore. Now, I like the talent here in Moore. like it a lot. The problem is it's Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. All right? He's not very accurate. You know, how many deep passes can they hit to this guy? Cam Newton's going to, you know, they're going to run the ball a lot. Cam Newton's going to steal a lot of touchdowns with the quarterback sneaks. You know, so I just don't know what the value here is for Moore. He's not going to catch 75 passes. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. Not that kind of offense here. I do like the talent here, and he probably finishes second for me after Ridley. But I can't put him ahead of Ridley. I just like that offense much more. I think that, I think that offense is geared more towards the pass, whereas mm-hmm. Carolina, <coughs> Carolina is not. Newton is a great athletic quarterback, not a great mm-hmm. throwing quarterback. Right, right. Are you okay, by the way? Uh, should I dial 9-1 and then save the last one in case you tell me, you know, I'm checking out? Huh. No, when I went to Coney Island last week, I caught something, man. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. You said you had a, a right. cold last week. I got over the cold, but the cough is uh, actually it's not as bad as it used to be. I've gotten over mm-hmm. most of it. But, uh, you know, I was just choking up talking about my Cowboys and how bad the passing <laughs> offense is going to be. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You're, you're a loyal fan, uh, but things will be okay. I mean, uh, things will be all right eventually. Yeah, things have been okay uh, for about 25 years. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> hey, you mentioned uh, about the Cardinals. Uh, they're going to be running a bunch. And uh, I did a little research on the Cardinals. I'm going to be putting out an article on uh, you know new coaches for the uh, the Roto Experts. And Cardinals have a new uh, head coach. And the, the two things I, I noticed uh, in doing the research was, and this is no shock, right, that uh, they're going to be running the ball a ton. David Johnson, of course, with David Johnson there, but it sounds like they're really, really going to be running that ball a lot. They got a fullback that uh, Johnson's going to follow. Uh, I guess trying to keep him uh, not as susceptible to injury and whatnot. But how important or how much value do you think a Chase Edmonds uh, Johnson's backup has? Uh, you know, even especially in a, in a Scotty Fishbowl league, even if you don't know David Johnson, you have uh, 22 rounds and a bunch of bench spots available. Do you think it's worth drafting a Chase uh, Edmonds? He's much Just more valuable. He's much more valuable to a Johnson owner. Mm-hmm. I don't we don't, I don't know if Chase Edmonds is anything great where he's going to be able to handle his own if Johnson were to go down. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean he'll certainly be he'll be drafted in Scotty Fishbowl, but if I'm a David Johnson owner, yes, he's someone I want, but like I as I told you, around 18ish. It's probably when I'm mm-hmm. going to start looking for this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not, he's not the Spencer Ware type of guy. We've known what he can do in the past. I mean, there may be somebody who's a fan of his you know, from college. Oh, I love this guy. I'm going to draft him. That can always happen. But I think mm-hmm. fantasy-wise, I'm waiting. You know, if I get him, great. If I don't, I'm not crying about it, unless I'm a Johnson owner. Like I said, in the mm-hmm. Scotty Fishbowl, because we're so deep, so many reserves, 11 reserve spots, my running backs, I do want the hand. Usually I don't want handcuffs, Joe. You know, not unless mm-hmm. the, 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 that's the next best guy on the board has to be the handcuff. That's fine. There are so right. many running backs out there that have value of their own that I don't worry about the handcuffs. But in the Scotty Fishbowl, it's, it's a little different. So many reserves. There's not going to be much of a waiver wire left after mm-hmm. we're all done and said with this. So I, I want to make sure I get my handcuffs, especially for my top players, specifically my top running backs. I will be looking for them. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's do a couple of uh, either or. A uh, couple wide receivers and uh, talk uh, Pierre Garçon, who in my Scotty Fishbowl League went uh, pick 9-3, third pick of the ninth round. And I picked up Alan Hearns in round 10, the 12th pick of uh, round 10. Uh, I know that your concern with Hearns is that, hey, he's going to be the wide receiver one in Dallas and he's got to face all the uh, number one corners. And that's a valid 
concern. But uh, who would you rather own in a PPR league this season, Garcon or Hearns? Oh, Garcon. I don't think it's all yeah. that close to me. Yeah. Really? Okay. I like what San Fran has done. I think Garoppolo's mm-hmm. a, better, a better throwing quarterback than Dak Prescott. So I'll take mm-hmm. Garcon here. I think Garcon, we're sort of forgetting about him a little bit. You know, I, I he didn't play a lot most much of last season, had the injury here. But, but uh, we're still fine up until then. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Gar- he's not a, a touchdown nice guy. You know, no. But I don't know if Hearns is going to be a touchdown guy either. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll take Garcon over Hearns. Uh, probably, I mean, you mentioned round 10, round 9. I'd probably have him a round earlier than that, maybe round 8. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure that you get him, I guess, right? Um, what about the Washington wide receivers? We talked about maybe Des fitting in uh, with the Washington team. You have uh, Doxon or Jamison Crowder. Josh Doxon or Jamison Crowder in a PPR league. Now, none of these guys are, you know, got, you know, what, nothing better than maybe a wide receiver three or a flex probably at best, depending on the size of your league. But who would you think you'd rather own in a PPR league? In a PPR league, I mean, I think I'm going to go cry. Listen, I died with Crowder last year. He had a, mm-hmm. I drafted him in a couple of leagues, didn't have a good season with uh, Kirk Cousins. But I'm still going to go back to the well here. I think he's a safer mm-hmm. play here. I think Doxon may end up being the better receiver, may have bigger games. You know, mm-hmm. so I think he's going to be, uh, I don't, I don't want to say a best ball guy, but I, I can see him having some monster games and then some quiet games as well. You got the new quarterback mm-hmm. with Alex Smith, too, which throws a wrinkle into this. You know, does mm-hmm. he have chemistry with either one? Who does he feel better throwing the ball to? But generally, when it comes to Alex Smith, it's not the deep guy, right? It's more of the underneath guy, and that's Crowder. Yes. So give me, give mm-hmm. me Crowder. Right. Um, are you into, and I have another uh, either or for you in the tight ends spot, but uh, since we're talking tight end, what's your thoughts on uh, Jordan Reed uh, this year? I mean, uh, in my opinion, look, if you draft in Reed, you got to draft Davis too. So it's a, you go, they go hand in hand. Reed went uh, with the 10th pick of the ninth round. In, uh, in my Scotty Fishbowl League. And I think that uh, Davis just went in the 15th round as well. So right. uh, is this the year for Reed? <laughs> I'm going to tell you why you're wrong about uh, Reed and Davis going hand in hand. Okay, tell problem. me. Mm-hmm. Because Reed gets hurt during games. Mm-hmm. Or he's questionable to start. You don't know what's going to go on here. Which means having Davis doesn't help you. Because if mm-hmm. Reed plays, Davis is useless. I, uh, if you're going to draft Reed, you, need, you definitely need another tight end, and I'd rather it not be on Washington. It's mm-hmm. great if Reed gets hurt and he's out with four games. Then you just want Vernon Davis. But Reed's problem is the same problem that LaShawn McCoy seems to always have. Questionable mm-hmm. going in. Where, you know, you're sitting in line at 1245, you're just not sure. You're reading all the reports. He's active, but you don't know. Or maybe you don't believe he's going to play or not play much. All the reports telling you, yes, he's going to play, but he's hobbled. Mm-hmm. In that case, you, can't, you don't want to start him, but he's going to start for Washington, which means you can't start Vernon Davis. So you're just mm-hmm. screwed. And that's why I'd rather have another tight end. But I'll tell you this. I don't want Reed. I'm, I'm avoiding right. the situation if it all – I mean, listen, the value's there. Like anybody else, if the value's there, mm-hmm. I'll take the player. But right. he's an incredible talent, show. And if you were to tell me right now he was going to be healthy all season and not get hurt, he's a top five top tight five. end. Yeah. Easy. You took the word. Easy yeah. top five. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is that good, but the man can't stay healthy. He's proven yeah. it over and over again. So uh, I'm going to stay away here. But, but if mm-hmm. you do a draft read, and I do have league, a read in the Dynasty League, but I have another mm-hmm. tight end with them, and it's not on Washington. I have an O.J. Howard. So when I worry, when, I'm, when I have doubts about Reed, I'll just go to Howard. It's a lesser tight end, but still, at least I'll get some points there. That's the problem with Reed. He's always questionable. It's, it's just a shame. You hate to see talent. I don't want to say get wasted. I mean, listen, the guy gets hurt. What are you going to do? But he, uh, mm-hmm. he, 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 you hate to see talent just not realized. 
Yeah. Hey, quickly before we go to commercial, last uh, question about tight ends: Austin Hooper or Ricky Seals Jones? Uh, Hooper is a guy. If you love the uh, Atlanta offense, he kind of disappointed last year, but has some talent as well. Uh, you gave my reason already. Atlanta offense. I'll go with Hooper. Ricky Seals Jones. You know, he did very well last year. Now he's got two mm-hmm. new quarterbacks. No matter who starts, yeah. it's a new quarterback. Are they going to use him the same? I think he has the higher upside, though, if you're looking for that. Saver play, though, for me, would be Hooper. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Uh, when we come back, we got to talk some uh, closers uh, in the uh, fantasy baseball world. Stick with us. you listen to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Loving it. Peanuts. Weekend Fantasy Update, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And which one of you wants to go to a 2018 World Series game? Well, if you tune into the Fantasy Sports Radio Network from now until July 17th, we'll be playing the DKMS Trivia Challenge for your shot to call in with a chance to attend the Fall Classic in person. The number to play is 844 844- 843-6879. That's 844-843-FNTSY. The contest is sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. While 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families, 70%, that's nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help the cause and go to dailyrotor.com slash DKMS. That's dailyrotor.com slash DKMS. It's the DKMS Trivia Challenge going on now through July 17th on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Just call in and win. So, George, uh, I like Sean brought us in with a little uh, peanuts uh, action, uh, you know, uh, you a big uh, peanuts guy? Sure, I still read the comics every day. You know, I know, mm-hmm. I know they're, uh, they're not new anymore, but I still read them. Yeah. I enjoy them. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like Charlie Brown, where it's just everything that you know you try to do just goes wrong. I think we all feel like that at times. I'm just not wearing mm-hmm. the yellow That's shirt we... with the uh, little black diagonal <laughs> thing. Right, and you didn't shave your head and just left like this little curl of hair. On the top, yeah, that's right? pretty rough for that age, right, man? Uh, I gotta feel bad for the guy growing up yeah. like that. Plus, he's basically wearing short pants the entire year, like uh, you know, the, the Christmas yeah, special for the most part. Yeah, yeah. it snows where he is too. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's uh, you might want to call it the uh, DCS. <laughs> yeah, poor Charlie Brown. So uh, let's get back to some uh, some baseball talk. 
still have a long time to go in our fantasy baseball seasons. And like I said, you don't pay attention. Someone's going to swoop up and take that league right away from you. But by the way, how is your uh, fantasy baseball season going? I'm only in three leagues. I say only because I know you're probably in what, like 12 or something or whatnot. You play in a lot of leagues. But uh, in my great fantasy baseball league, I'm in league number 13. You know, I had been floundering. I'm not doing well in it anyway. But I had been at 15 out of 15, but now I moved up to number 10. So, uh, silly me. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Silly me. I I think I'm still going to try. You know, you want to make a respectable uh, play at this thing. And, hey, you never know. But uh, I'm in first place in another league, the GST League. I I share a team with our friend Cha-Cha. And uh, I'm in a uh, head-to-head league, which, uh, you know, I played in one couple of years ago. I mean, I don't play uh, head-to-head too often, but I started off terribly. I think I was like one and five. Now I think I'm close to like seven and seven or something like that. So uh, vying for one of the, the, the playoff spots. So hopefully I can keep it going. How's your uh, how's your season going? Uh, I mean, uh, like you, I'm uh, listen, some leagues are doing well, some leagues are not doing well. I right. uh, One thing I completely agree with you on, even though leagues I'm not doing well, I always set a lineup. I still make my moves. I'm still trying. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to tell you I pay as much attention as, as to other leagues, but I still make sure my lineup is always set. You know, mm-hmm. Sunday nights, and I, I go in there. Maybe I forget every now and then, but generally I, I want to make sure I have a, can do the best I can. I don't want to uh, I don't want to determine the league, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't sit a line, but I didn't care anymore. I'm leaving DL guys in there, not if I have replacements. You know, I'll mm-hmm. spend my fab. I'll try and get some guys. You know, but that's also why I like I prefer keeper leagues where every I'm still interested anyway. Even if I'm out of it, you know, I'm gonna make some deals for next year. You know, in mm-hmm. one league I'm out of it, it's a, d- a deep league, and uh, I was able to trade. Uh, I think Brian Dozier, who I wasn't keeping next year anyway, uh, for Shane Bieber, uh, a draft pick. And I thought that worked out well for me, and that's what what you continue to do here. So you you always do stuff like that. Uh, in my mm-hmm. home league, the league I care about the most, not having it, I'm still in the third place now. Mm-hmm. My my brother just passed me, and we can't have that. My brother cannot pass me, so uh, I think we, I think my team needs the All Star break. I think they're floundering <laughs> a little bit. I think I think they need that four day break. Mm-hmm. You gotta let them just you know maybe go go to take a couple days island, off, boys. Take a couple, couple days coladas. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Go to the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, make mm-hmm. sure you do your, uh, your your training in the morning, but go to the beach. Enjoy. I'll see you on Friday. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. So let's talk about. Uh, the closer situation in fantasy baseball. So uh, I guess the Atlanta Braves, right? Looks like what's going on with Vizcaino? He came off the DL. Minter's still getting some save opportunities. Uh, is this they're just kind of easing Vizcaino back? Or do we have maybe a, a closer by committee situation? Uh, what do you think is going on there? Strange. Because they did say they were easing him back. He wasn't out that mm-hmm. long. Right. Like you need to ease <laughs> yeah. him back. So mm-hmm. that suddenly that raised the red flag. So once again, you, you're going to take, uh, take his word for it, mm-hmm. that they're easing his ma- uh, him back. I wonder this. Fiskino throws left-handed, uh, right-handed. Minta throws left-handed. Are they going to use a, you know, depending on what, what's coming up in the ninth inning? You know, mm-hmm. I think Fiskino is still the guy you want to own, but I think Minter is not somebody to throw away here. If, if every save, save is valuable, you want to keep him around because there could be games where – they didn't need Minter in the 7th or the 8th. Ninth inning is two left-handers. Minter gets the save. So I think mm-hmm. that's the way they're going to use it here. This guy is still the number one guy there, but Minter has value as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the Giants, uh, does it look like Will Smith is holding on to that job, at least for the semi-long term? 
I mean, you still, like you said, yeah, you got uh, Tony Watson, Mark Melanson, Sam Dyson, but uh, is Will Smith the guy for now? Yeah, I think so. I think he certainly deserves mm-hmm. it. Pitching well. I mean, mm-hmm. he can't complain about his numbers there. It's just that there are other guys there. I guess when I think about Will Smith is how long of a rope does he have? Mm-hmm. All right, if he blows one save, is all right, next. Or is he, mm-hmm. does he get a couple of chances? I mean, the man has a 0.95 ERA, 0.67 whip. My God. Mm-hmm. He's striking out more than a batter in an inning. What do you want? What does the man have to do? But like I said, <laughs> I wonder what happens if you were to struggle for an appearance mm-hmm. or two. You know, do they give Melanson another shot? Apparently, with Melanson, the biggest problem is he can't pitch on multiple uh, days. He mm-hmm. always needs that day off, so that's not really good for a closer. Dyson imploded. Right. Watson probably deserves a shot as well, and maybe he is next in line. You know, mm-hmm. so I think, listen, Smith is the guy you want from now. And you mentioned maybe it's for the immediate long term, whatever that is to everybody. Mm-hmm. Is it a week, right. two weeks? Am I, do I think it's going to last the entire season? No. All right. Uh, the Nationals placed uh, Sean Doolittle on the DL like a couple weeks after we traded for him. Uh, me and Chacha. I'm a little upset about that, but inflammation in his toe. So uh, Kelvin Herrera, who had been the closer for the Royals and got traded to the Nationals, uh, steps into the role until Doolittle returns. Any uh, concerns that uh, if Herrera just uh, is lights out that he steals the job, or you think that it's Doolittle's job when he comes back. You know, I had, might have had some concerns. There could be some kind of split there because, once again, mm-hmm. Doolittle left-hander, Herrera right-hander. So uh, maybe, you know, I start to think that. And then all of a sudden, save opportunity. I think it was Thursday night. Madsen got it, mm-hmm. not Herrera. Mm-hmm. So that was strange. This seemed to be maybe uh, – Martinez thinking, you know what? Doolittle's getting the job back anyway. Why upset two people? And by upset, I don't mean upset emotionally. I mean take two guys out of their role. You mm-hmm. know, move Herrera, then move Matson. We'll just move Matson into the closer role, and then we'll move Matson back when Doolittle comes back. So I think that's what's mm-hmm. going on here. And it didn't really matter probably anyway. Doolittle should be back shortly after the All-Star break. But uh, for those who picked who went bananas picking up Herrera, not going to work. It doesn't look like it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, how about this guy, uh, Lou Trevino in Oakland? Uh, I mean, Blake Trident has been a you know, really good closer, right? But uh, Trevino, I think he picked up uh, his fourth save this week. Should uh, Trident owners be worried? Or is this Trevino just a guy that maybe is going to come in when uh, Trident needs a break once in a while? Uh, is Lou Trevino rosterable at all? Is he rosterable? Sure, if you want someone to protect your ERA, protect your whip. I mean, it's 1.31 ERA, 0.94 whip. Strikes out more than a batter per inning. Not really going to help you. We're not going to hurt you in those categories. You know, there's always relievers who will protect your ratios. You know, rather than starting a starting pitcher who's terrible, you mm-hmm. know, who's going to wreck those ratios, but give you a better chance of win more strikeouts, you want to protect your – it depends where you're on the standings. But his mm-hmm. only real value will come if the A's trade Trinan, which is right. un- it would seem unlikely. I say it again. They're only five games out of a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to look the deal out. But maybe someone gives them an offer. You know what? It's a closer. You, you never know what a general manager thinks, too, as far as a closer, how valuable, how important it is. But, you know, trying to is someone they acquired last year in the Doolittle deal. They wanted him. Right. You know, so I don't know how anxious they're going to be to trade him again unless the offer just overwhelms them. I think you're safe with trying. Trevino, like I said, only if you want someone to protect your issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I wanted to talk about, since it's the unofficial, you know, within a few days, uh, break of the season, the second half, even though we're well into the second half of the season, you know, games played wise. 
But uh, in terms of, you know, the, the waiver wire probably isn't the way that you're going to rebuild your team or, you know, you, you can make some, some decent moves off the waiver wire. But I think the way to do it is probably by trading at this stage and you got to watch your league's trade deadline. So anyone that you would recommend to our listeners to trade for if they need help in the saves category, you know, uh, that, that you feel that, you know, other than the Chapmans and, and whatnot and the, the Jansons, uh, I guess I'm asking a lot. Guys that don't have a chance of losing their uh, their job. <laughs> yeah, I think we go through this each week, too. Uh, I mentioned A.J. Mm-hmm. Minter is someone, once again, if you're desperate for saves, someone you can look mm-hmm. at. I do expect Zach Britton to be dealt from Baltimore. I don't think it's Brad Brock anymore. I think you may mm-hmm. want to lo- look at Mikhail Givens as far as someone taking over that job there. So he's mm-hmm. somebody who could be there. But, but once again, they trade Machado, trade Britton. How many games? They're not winning games with these guys. How many games are they going to win the rest of the season there? So be careful before you do something like that. I mean, and as always, you'll always look at guys who might get dealt. Uh, we talked mm-hmm. about Jared Hughes for Cincinnati. Iglesias gets dealt last week. Uh, you already saw it. Joe Jimenez took over for Detroit uh, when Shane Green was out. Shane Green came back last night. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, Jimenez, be, uh, and once again, a shot in the dark. And if the uh, Detroit Tigers trade Shane Green, teams have tried mm-hmm. to trade for Wade Davis. They've inquired about Davis, Colorado, and been told no. And he's uh, mm-hmm. and once again they're not they're in the playoff race they're not going to trade him there so uh, can't move him uh, I mean Miami Miami could move any one of these guys Barrett Close Ziegler and Steckenrider that's probably the order mm-hmm. of the of the closer order uh, Barrett Close got it right now Ziegler's pitched very well of late Steckenrider as well so if you're looking once again these are stabs in the dark and Miami could be mm-hmm. trading away everybody where once again how many games are they winning uh, the Mets could trade Familia. Which means who's the closer? Swarzak, Salmon. Once, once again, guys, you can look at. We're talking pretty Good much luck. of yeah. Uh, yeah, shots in the dark anyway here. So that's someone mm-hmm. you could uh, actually you could look at there. I bet you many times San Diego. They they've been trying to trade Brad Hand for over a year now. Kirby Yates is likely to take over there, but it could be the other way around. They could trade Yates and keep Hand if that's where the value goes. So mm-hmm. uh, you, you know you may not get any luck there. I do expect Roberto Asuna to be traded from Toronto, assuming teams can get over the. Uh, it's a really bad timing. He's uh, he's back August 4th. So he's back in three weeks, but I don't expect his case to be solved then. I think Toronto would like to move him, not because of this, but because they're out of it. And they don't need a closer. But I don't know if any mm-hmm. contending team is going to want to take on someone and take on this PR nightmare if he gets convicted mm-hmm. or whatever happens there. So maybe that's not a great thing there. Uh, and those really, yeah, I mean, Texas could trade Keon Keela, and you're going back to Claudio Bush uh, combination there. Could happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's really about it. Mm. All right, so who are the other players, like position players, that uh, you think that maybe our listeners should be targeting uh, second half? You know, uh, you know, I'll bring you, I'll give you one at, at first base. Uh, you might be surprised, but uh, Carlos Santana. I mean, coming into Saturday's action, batting 214, but he's got 14 home runs, 52 runs batted in. Uh, has historically been a better second half player. Uh, 235 batting average in the first half for his career. Bats 262 in the second half. Uh, he still has the power numbers. Uh, his batting average of balls in play is at a career low. Suggest maybe he's hitting into some bad luck. I mean, I, I guess how long do you wait till that bad luck runs out? But I, I think that maybe uh, if you're looking for a little help in the uh, power category, yeah, Santana you, might be a decent buy low. I have no problem with Santana. Uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned when people look at average, if you really look at what his average is like the past month, 
Santana, his average was in the 150s at one point. It's gone up now. He's mm-hmm. hitting again. So right. uh, it's, that's somebody you can absolutely look at there. As I, I think Santana actually does have a better second half than first. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, he's always been a good uh, on-base guy and uh, on-base percentage over 350. So that's uh, well above the major league average. So if you do play in an OBP league, who cares really what he's batting? <laughs> you worry about his on-base percentage. But uh, do you have anybody at, at uh, the first base position that you would target uh, or want to uh, be done with? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be done with I'm, I'm, you know, Or sell. Uh, but, you know, basically... Uh, yeah. Well, let's, let's look at some first basemen here. Uh, besides mm-hmm. the the obvious guys, I'm not going to name the uh, the big guys here. Anthony Rizzo has been bad for a while. I mean, he's just he's not mm-hmm. having that kind of year. But I don't I don't think he can deal him because everybody knows it. You know, yeah. see so what kind of value you're going to get for him. Edwin Encarnacion, he's another. If you look at his oh, 226, but the power's there. Yeah. You know, so if you can afford if you can afford the average hit, I don't mind mm-hmm. taking him. Will Myers is hitting a ton of late. Oh my. He is about yes. maybe the hottest player in baseball right now. Somebody you might want to go mm-hmm. with that has outfield eligibility as well. Justin Smoke, mm-hmm. once again, power if you need that. Somebody mm-hmm. I, I don't mind there. Looking further down the list here, Matt, Matt Carpenter has been hot for a while. Marvin Gonzalez is about guy. I don't. I think the only I have Marvin Gonzalez on a team or two, and I'll be honest. The only reason I do is because he's eligible at so many positions, so he covers me injury wise. Mm-hmm. I guess he, he he's giving me a little safety blanket. You know, and yeah. I feel better about it. Speaking of your peanuts. So uh, <laughs> I think that's what I feel about him. I think Bird's starting to hit for the Yankees. Want a lower lower, uh, lower ad there. Uh, Eric Tame just went on with DL today, by the way. So people have lost him. Mm. And you mentioned uh, Myers. He owes me because I, I did draft him. Um, spent a lot of time with that DL. But overall, 296 batting average, 8 home runs, 20 runs better than and some stolen bases, four stolen bases in 31 games so far. Uh, Jake Bauer's starting to hit the ball a little bit. Remember the uh, the rookie from from uh, Tampa Bay for the Rays? And uh, he's got a couple stolen bases as well. He's kind of an interesting guy that could play first, the outfield, uh, and almost like Myers, give you some power, give you some steals. But uh, Myers in particular, six home runs in his last 12 games, batting three twenty six. So, uh, yeah, and... Uh, uh, we talked uh, also about uh, Jesus Aguiar, uh, first baseman for the Brewers with uh, Eric. I mean, Aguiar was getting regular bats anyway, right? So, but the, no, Aguiar so is a must add in every <laughs> league. I assume he's gone. <laughs> he's there. I mean, he's gone. Yes, he's got to be gone. But uh, any anyone that you just uh, ha- have had it with uh, at the first base position that you know we're tired of waiting for him <laughs> to uh, turn it around. Well, uh, second base, we're going to be, uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the uh, second base position. Uh, yeah, Brian Dozer is always someone that you mentioned as a target. Just dealt him. Half. Yeah. Probably got a good, uh, yeah, you just mentioned that. Right. When we come back, more fantasy baseball talk. Maybe some waiver wire talk, too. Weekend fantasy update. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. Says wow. <laughs> We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. I mean, you hear that song, that sounds like something important is either happening or is going to happen. It's very dramatic. You know what that's from there, uh, George Kurtz? Uh, is that Chariots of Fire? Very good. You're an old man, yes. <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> you know. I never saw the movie, but I think it was out Me like either. maybe 1981, 1980 or something like that. But I just remember that song and watching somebody just run in slow motion. But, hey, if I'm going to watch somebody run in slow motion, I'm going to watch uh, Lee Majors as the $6 million man. But uh, I think I'd really... rather watch Bo Derek in 10. But, hey, you know, we all have our things. <laughs> yeah, you know, you go where you want to okay. go. All right. All right. Yeah. You got me there. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. So, um who are we targeting at second base? I mean, I know you just traded Brian Dozier, but uh, he characteristically has been a big second-half guy. But uh, anybody else that we're missing there? I mean, and Dozier's been heating up lately too, right? I mean, would you remind us what you got for him? Because you said you just dealt dealt them. Yeah, away, I, it right? was it was in a deep uh, keeper league that I'm. Mm-hmm. It was in a deep keeper league that I'm out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm playing for next year. Uh, it's 40 man mm-hmm. rosters. We keep 16 plays. It's an auction, so everybody has a mm-hmm. dollar value. And I think I bought Doji for 38 bucks, so mm-hmm. I certainly wasn't keeping it for next year. So I dealt him for Shane Bieber and a draft pick, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this league, uh, you bid on um, the 23. Uh, you you have an auction for your top 23 players, then you have a reserve draft afterwards for reserve players and minor leaguers. So getting a mm-hmm. first-round reserve pick is important. I get top minor leaguers. Uh, so that's what I dealt him for. So I was happy with the deal. As far as mm-hmm. second baseman that I might look to acquire, how about John Scope? Guy that people mm-hmm. were, uh, wasn't hitting for about a month, maybe even more longer than that. All of a sudden now, past couple of weeks, especially against the Yankees, hitting very mm-hmm. well. And he's somebody mm-hmm. I would target right now. Daniel Murphy, he's still got that giddy up, you know, that hitching his giddy up there. Doesn't look great, mm-hmm. but he's hitting. So he's somebody I might go after as well. Um, Paul DeJong is back from St. Louis. He's someone mm-hmm. you might want to target there. He's somebody I would certainly look at. Uh, Eduardo Nunez is still uh, – I'm not worried about Dustin Pedroia anymore. I don't think he comes back. Stalin Castro, by the way, for all the grief this guy gets, is having a fine season. The power is not really great, but everything else is fine. At the very least, he's a placeholder at second base for you. He's not going to hurt you. you know. So right. I, I like Stalin Castro a lot. Cesar Hernandez of Philadelphia uh, could do mm-hmm. some damage as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the shortstop spot. Believe it or not, I, you know, I wouldn't mind uh, owning Jorge Polanco. I mean, you know, he's not uh, – at least even for depth. You know, I mean, he's got the stigma. I think we talked about him last week where he, you know, had that uh, suspension, that 80-game suspension uh, for st- uh, PED use. But 13 home runs, 13 stolen bases last season. Uh, 
last looked at him, 40% hard hit rate since he's come back. So that's pretty encouraging, I guess. All right. And he also uh, has a 290 career second half batting average. Shortstop, man. You look at next year's draft. Shortstop is so deep. Turner, mm-hmm. Correa, Lindor, Seager will be back. Uh, you know, Elvis Andrews, Bogart, Segura, Story, Gregorius, Javi Baez. I mean, my God, is shortstop mm-hmm. deep next week, uh, next year. Uh, so we curious to see uh, people. Some people wait on shortstop because you don't need to take these guys early because you can mm-hmm. get a pretty good, pretty damn good value late. Uh, shortstop. I mean, it's funny. And there was a time where you couldn't buy it, you couldn't find a shortstop, and now mm-hmm. it's uh, position in my mind runs double digits deep. It's all cyclical because remember years ago you had uh, Jeter, no more Garcia Para, and A Rod in the league, and then it kind of dried up for a while. And now you're right, it's it's deep again. But uh, yeah, so um, what about a third base? I you mentioned Matt Carpenter. I had him at third, uh, but he could play really all over the place. Right, eligible second, first base, and uh, you know we had talked about him. Uh, getting off to a real slow start, but we thought that was probably due to some underlying injuries. He had that, I think, that back issue in the preseason and whatnot. It took him a while to get going. But uh, uh, as of June 23rd, he was batting 236, but uh, batting like over 370 uh, since then. And uh, he's always been a really good on-base percentage guy. Uh, last I looked uh, in that span of games it was somewhere over 480 so uh carpenter really coming on maybe someone to target in a trade yeah i'll be the negative ned here and look at the guys who have killed fantasy teams this year uh josh donaldson sure yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. i mean uh josh donald's a third round pick who's giving you nothing you know i mean really nothing uh snow really hasn't given you much more than that you know, mm-hmm. guys have been hurt for a big part of the year, disappointing even when they played here. So that's certainly mm-hmm. been issues this year. Uh, you know, Justin Turner came into the season hurt, just starting to play now. The Lamb was hurt. It seems like third base, Longoria is hurt. Miguel Franco, another disappointing season. I think the Philadelphia Phillies are just about done with him, and they'll have mm-hmm. another third, uh, a different third base for next year. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think when I, when, I, when I look at third base, I look at I, – I just see disappointment. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. I, I don't like to see you disappointing. Uh, anger, uh, anger. That's right. Um, how about the outfield? You know, uh, Nick Williams has been coming on. Basically, took over the starting right fielder job for the Phillies. Uh, he was batting two twenty five on June tenth, and since then batting over three hundred, uh, over four hundred uh, on base percentage, uh, five hundred slugging percentage. Uh, he's actually available in a fifteen team league on the waiver wire. I'm picking him up. Well, good luck to you, sir. I don't blame oh, you for picking up. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, good, good Paul Buck hitting, good team. Uh, Ian Desmond, yeah. how much better he's played of late. He's another guy. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the average for the whole year. Just look at what he's done for the past month or so. Once again, start right. to figure it out. Uh, mm-hmm. So that 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 you like to see there, uh, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Duvall, Adam Duvall, power if you need it. You go out, you know, go out and grab it. Conforto has been so disappointing this season. Don't think he's recovered from that shoulder injury uh, at all, really at all. That he still has mm-hmm. major issues there. That. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Eddie Rosario, nice season that uh, I think some expected, some didn't. Piscotti's starting to hit now in Oakland as well. Another guy yes. who uh, it's taken a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, all of a sudden he looks, he looks really good now. Hey, and even adding some power in there that maybe we didn't expect. So that, mm-hmm. that was good to see. Jose Martinez with St. Louis, a guy who's proving to be mm-hmm. the real deal here. Mark Trumbo, if you're looking for power in Baltimore, 
I think he has 13, 14 home runs, but his swing looks good again. It wouldn't shock me if he ends the season with 30. Uh, so if he hits 15, 60 from this point on, wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. at all. Trumbo if you need power. Mm-hmm. Uh, any interest in Andrew Tolls from uh, the Dodgers? Do you think he gets enough at-bats to be worthy of a pickup? Uh, probably not. No? Okay. No, probably not, especially uh, in the 10, speed. 10 or 12 team leagues. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what about at the uh, starting pitcher position? Zach Eflin, man, he's been uh, on fire lately. Uh, last I looked, he hadn't given up more than three earned runs in his last seven starts. 2.32 ERA and .94 whip during that span. Uh, and you look at his uh, ERA indicators, you know, the, the FIPS, the XFIPS and all that. I mean, they don't have him at 2.3, but they don't have him much higher than 3. So uh, don't see much regression happening there. I know he had a little blip because of a uh, blister issue, but uh, Eflin uh, maybe a, a target in trade market? I don't know if I'd say a target. He's somebody I wouldn't mind acquiring. When I think a target, I mean, you're willing to pay That's what Todd, no, no, Todd, no. Todd, 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 I'm probably yeah, not no, doing but that. No, someone that you would trade for. Yeah. I know. I think I might, might trade for him. Uh, we did see uh, Eduardo Rodriguez go down for Boston today. Uh, he, mm-hmm. and he was having, he's pitching maybe his best game of the season, too. I think he was pitching five-plus innings, hadn't given up a, a run, then got hurt in a collision at first base. It looked to be a foot mm-hmm. injury there. So that's disappointing because he would have been a tar- target of mine. Pretty much anybody on Boston is a target of mine as they win so mm-hmm. many games, depending on what categories you need to hit. Uh Miles Mikolas, I mean, he's made the All-Star team having a fantastic season. I don't think any mm-hmm. much. Of, I don't think we really saw this coming. I know I didn't, uh, but a nice solid season. Jack Flaherty, well, uh, almost in the same. I'm going to pat myself on the back. You know, I wrote about him in the preseason for the Roto Expert, so I, I did see it. But uh, there's probably other guys that I wrote about that have tanked, so uh, it probably evens out. But uh, what I had noticed about Mikolas was that once he left the states and, and played overseas, you know, he really found a way to. Uh, you know, eliminate the walk from his repertoire. You know, it became a, a, a lot better pitcher, and, eh, you know, good for him. Yeah, I think we just see, you know, some guys it does take longer to figure out than others. You mm-hmm. know, baseball's not an easy game, not at all. So it just takes some guys longer to figure out the game mm-hmm. than others. I really think that's right. all it is. You need patience. And, uh, listen, we're fantasy owners. We don't, we don't have patience. And some of these players, you know, I think they, they assume – what they did in high school, college, mm-hmm. the minor leagues, is going to just, oh, we'll just translate. They don't make any adjustments. Well, if you don't, you tend to have problems because up here in the majors, the other players will make adjustments to you. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we'll uh, talk about some uh, waiver, possible waiver wire ads for you in a second. But I just realized that I'm on the clock in my Scott Fishbowl League. And uh, I'm just looking, you know, just looking at the free agents available. Yeah, you got Michael Gallup that we spoke about, James Washington, uh, Martavis Bryant. The issue with him uh, is we just don't know what the issue with him is, right? I mean, there was rumors about him uh, possibly being suspended, and then we just didn't hear anything else, right? Yeah, I wonder if he's going through the, uh, the appeals process right now, and that's what we're waiting mm-hmm. for. Because he's available in my league as well, and I go in four picks, I think it is. Actually, I've been, I've been on the clock. I, have, I should say somebody else has been on the clock now for hours that we're waiting mm-hmm. for here. I was really hoping mm-hmm. to get done with a couple of rounds of picks today since I'm going to Vegas tomorrow, but that's not going to happen. Right. So right. Uh, I'm, I'm debating about Bryant myself, but I'm probably not going to pull the trigger, mainly because the, the Sean Jackson's still available in my league. So is Alan Hearns, and I have mm-hmm. those two guys ranked, uh, ranked higher. So I'll, assuming... Mm-hmm. You know, there's four picks before I go again. Assuming they, they both don't go, I'm likely to land one of those along with the running back. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to, to I'm at the twelfth uh, pick of the sixteenth round, um, and just to give you an idea of what's been happening recently in this league, so Bilal Powell, running back for the Jets, who I think has some some value as a third down pass catching back there, uh, he went with the twelfth pick of the 15th round I'll just skip around I mean uh, in the 16th round who went uh, uh, Paul Richardson went Jordy Nelson went um, Geronimo Allison what do you think about him do you think he has a little bit of value Uh, if Randall Cobb has another you know for lack of a better description, crappy year. <laughs> well, Cobb is a uh, slot receiver. Allison's an outside receiver. So I don't know if those, mm-hmm. that's going to match up anyway. But Allison mm-hmm. certainly has value. He's the third wide receiver mm-hmm. there. You know, mm-hmm. So I think definitely thinks he has value, unless you think Ty Montgomery is going to bounce out from uh, behind <laughs> the backfield to being a wide receiver. So Allison has value as a, later, uh, a late-round guy, and that late round is really around now. You're in round right. 16. I'm in round 15. Yeah, and... S- Round 16, pick eight. Someone took uh, James White, the running back, for New England. A lot of mouths to feed in that New England backfield. Uh, but White, he's a, he's a pass-catching specialist, right? But you also have Rex Bur- Burkhead. I mean, you wonder how much of a role James White is going to have. Yeah, you, you don't know that. Sony Michelle, Burkhead, they have other running backs as well. You're playing the mm-hmm. Bill Belichick guessing game. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I've said this over and over again. Bill Belichick doesn't care about personal stats. He only cares about winning football games. And he's going to mm-hmm. start the running back that week that he believes mm-hmm. gives him the best chance to win. It's really right. that simple. If it's a pass catching back, it may be a Burkhead game. If he's an all around running back, it could be a Sony Michelle game. You know, if it's mm-hmm. uh, you know, James White out of the backfield, fine. You, you don't know. You just mm-hmm. don't know game in and game out, which is why generally. I think they're all talented, and I won't have any of them on my fantasy teams because I don't want to play this game. Right. Uh, Vernon Davis went with the ninth pick in uh, the 16th round. We talked about him, and it's not to the person who drafted Jordan Reed, by the way. Uh, uh, 10th pick of the 16th round was a guy we just mentioned, Chase Edmonds, running back from the Cardinals. And then after that was Frank Gore with the 11th pick of the 16th round. Uh, what do you think about Gore this year? Uh, I mean... I tell you, I, I would have. I'm avoiding him. I have no use for him. To tell you the truth, unless I uh, own Kenyon Drake is the number one guy there, right? Yes. Everybody's mm-hmm. avoiding him. Nobody wants Gore, but he, he's a pick <laughs> in fantasy leagues. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Drake is the starter, but my <laughs> keeps saying, and this is always annoying if you're a Drake owner. They're they're going to use him. We're going to mm-hmm. use. Yeah, we're going to use Frank Gore. He's going to play. You know, that's always annoying. Does that mean they, instead of giving six to eight carries, he gets 10 to 12 a game now? Or just may tell you they don't want to throw the ball much because they don't have much of a passing game, you know, mm-hmm. that they're going to have to keep the ball on the ground and there's enough touches for both of them. And listen, right. once it's the same thing. It's today's NFL. Generally, there is enough room for both running backs. Most teams have two. There are very few teams that have one. The ones that only have one, those are the guys we're all drafting in the first round. Right. Quincy Inunua is uh, available, wide receiver for the Jets. Uh, do you like him with the possibility that Robbie Anderson faces some kind of disciplinary uh, action? I mean, I know that uh, there's still something brewing there. I I don't know if the NFL is going to punish Robbie Anderson or not, but uh, do you kind of like Quincy? Oh, I'd be surprised if Anunwa doesn't get suspended. I think he's going to get... You mean mean Anderson? Robbie Anderson. It may only be two games. But I expect Anderson right. to get suspended. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what we're waiting for. I think I think most, um, maybe maybe still one more case to be uh, talked about here. But I expect it to happen. And once again, this could be in the mm-hmm. appeals process too, for all we know. So I expect right. him to get suspended before uh, the season starts. And 
Is it uh, the only question? Is it two games, four games, six games? Who knows? But uh, that, that's mm-hmm. the issue there. Uh, and Noon, what the problem is? Oh, is it McCown? Sam Donald? Uh, no. I mean, I would like him otherwise. <laughs> if McCown, if McCown was going to start all sixteen games, I'd like him a lot more. Yeah, but we mm-hmm. just don't know what you're going to get with Sam, and this is a pretty bad team. The offense is actually okay. The defense is okay, but all around, I mean, this is not much to like here. Uh, I said, a new one just went in my draft. He was the last pick at 15.07. So he mm-hmm. was uh, a player taken. But uh, from the players you've named, you know, i, I got to think there's better guys out there for you. Deshaun what, Jackson? He's available? Yeah. Well, you have to take him. He's That's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's Spencer the guy I'm Ware taking next. There as well. Yeah, Spencer Ware is out there. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, Blunt is out there. Hey, uh, before we go, uh, anyone that you're targeting waiver wire on, in baseball this week? Oh, back to baseball. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I just yeah. We're a three-game week this week, uh, baseball Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, so I'm not even going to worry about the mm-hmm. waiver wire until much later in the week after the All-Star game. Justice it's Sheffield, is he, a, is, he a, is he a stash? Uh, if you need a starting pitcher, yeah, I think he'll be up in August after the trade deadline. I think he'll be the Yankees' tr- uh, pitching addition. Yeah, I think he's the guy mm-hmm. who's going to end up pitching for the Yankees because I don't think they're going to be able to acquire a starter. But if they do, then he won't have a role with the mm-hmm. team. So maybe he doesn't come up there. But as for mm-hmm. this week, keep in mind, we don't know what starting rotations for a lot of these teams yet. So making a pitching addition yeah. is going to be tough because we don't know who's going to start next weekend. The teams are going to wait mm-hmm. until uh, probably Wednesday to announce their rotations for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So keep that in mind as well. You're not going to know mm-hmm. a lot of information, not, th- not on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So will you be doing any gambling in Vegas? Uh, I mean, actually hitting a casino. I am in a poker tournament. I did uh, sign awesome. up for that. Yeah, I'm a poker oh, that's player. Great. So uh, yeah, I yeah. will play uh, poker. I think it's a uh, little Texas Hold'em. Yes, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, I've been watching the World Series of Poker. I'm, I'm one of those crazy people who watches that on ESPN as I enjoy that. So uh, oh, a little poker, awesome. a little fantasy draft, and you know, some sightseeing with the wife. Uh, she'll play some slots, so we'll, we'll have a good time. When I grow up, I want to be just like you. <laughs> hey, it's been, <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Weekend Fantasy Update. Enjoy drafting if you're starting to draft. We'll catch you next week on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.